This is Keyed In with Max and Brent, unlocking the minds of the industry's top real estate professionals. And now, here are your hosts, Max Rabin and Brent Jackson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Keaton Podcast. I'm Max Raven. And I'm Brent Jackson. So, Brent, I just wanted to actually start off by really thanking Lauren, who is the producer of our show. She is, um, this show does not, like, it doesn't even, nothing begins without her. So I just wanted to really thank her a lot for everything she does for the show, booking the guests and helping us with our questions and everything. And also, I wanted to thank Selchuk over here at Switch and Board, our engineer. He's fantastic as well. And just wanted to thank everyone for everything they do here. Thank um, you, guys. I'll piggyback off of that. So we don't have a guest this week. It's just you and me. We're just going to talk about the state of the market. Right now, it is March 2022. And the market is just as intense as ever. We've had this conversation with our guests who've been on here in the past couple of weeks. And we're just going to go over what we're seeing in the market so far in terms of the extremely high demand and low inventory. I was looking at an article just talking about some of our top markets across the United States. I'm just going to pull out some numbers here at random in terms of the low inventory. Like Las Vegas is on this list. 34.5% less inventory than in July of 2021. That's crazy. It was already low. moving to, to Las Vegas. You know what I'm saying? And then um, what do we got here? How about this? Boston, 60.6% less than July. What about New York? Is New York on that list? It didn't print out very well. I'm sorry, so. but it's. I'm sure it's on here. But I mean, New, well, New York's so vast, right? Right. But it's like these other like secondary and other smaller cities that are, it's really tough because the housing was already sort of limited in terms of what they were, you know, offering to any civilization or society that was coming to live there. And suddenly they've got these booms of people moving from the larger cities, right? So closer to home here in DC, I mean, on the street level, you know, it's, please speak to what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, I think the market's insane right now. And this all is attributed going back to coming out of the pandemic or no going into the pandemic, right? So I think it was June of 2020, we just saw the market just totally shift. Yeah. So you saw, especially in the space that we play in, which is new construction from Cleveland Park, Capitol Hill, all the way, all points in between, like newer construction and like our downtown condos just got destroyed during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody looking to get outside of that space and they wanted to buy a fee simple home, whether it was in the suburbs of D.C. or even in the upper northwest neighborhoods or whatnot. So we saw a total explosion and have been for the last 18 months. 18 months. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And then obviously... The low inventory, I just, you know, we'll be talking about that later today, actually. But the multiple offer situation, just super heated everywhere you turn, even in, in a section of the market where I wasn't finding as much heat, like in the condo market, resale market, suddenly I put an offer in on a, a condo a couple of days ago. The seller sort of stalled on getting back to us. This is a condo that was on the market for 45 days. And suddenly another offer materializes and out you, of nowhere. Yeah. Suddenly you're in a bidding war and you, it's kind of ridiculous. But that's kind of the name of the game out here right now. So what about the new construction? Because we have a lot of developers that we work with, as do yourself. The supply chain shortage, right? Going back through the pandemic, mm -hmm. it's taking longer for refrigerators, windows, doors sure. to come into I think one of our developers said what used to take 
it was two to four weeks is now 12 to 16 week turnaround. That's right. And then the cost has gone through the roof where 25 to 40% inflation. On all the goods. On all the goods. Yeah. Yeah. Anecdotally, I certainly had a developer recently, what would be considered a luxury new construction in Bethesda, can't get a Viking range, can't get yeah. Uh, you know, a sub-zero refrigerator. I mean, real world problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First world's beyond problems, but that's the reality of that business. So they've got to pivot and find alternatives. Obviously, it's still a house. It's still a place where someone can live. It's not the end of the world if they're not going to get their sub-zero refrigerator. And then, yeah, on the more retail level, but still certainly market value. But developers, they're definitely searching far and wide for things like appliances, where to get their flooring materials from. What was one I was thinking of recently? I don't know. I just we we mentioned this before in our interview with Lindsay Reichman is that there are definitely some developers who are sort of like stepping aside or or backing out of things. We had another developer actually recently who purchased a house on a lot, a decent sized lot in a very popular neighborhood in D.C., ran into some issues with permitting on the on the front end. So kind of stalling out on the time frame. And they ended up selling the project just sort of as the shell that's still there. And then the lot to another developer just because. They didn't. They didn't see the the light at the end of the tunnel. So DCRA is no joke. I mean, we just finished building our house. I've said that many times on here, and it took us. It was almost a year to get through the planning and permitting, and that was also during COVID, where I think you literally had to, you know, beg and plead for someone to answer the phone because like they weren't they just weren't there. There was nobody answering the phones down there in DCRA. I know. So you know that started the backlog, and then going all the way through to ordering our materials, it's it, it's it's not fun for these developers. And to your point earlier, some of the past guests have noted this, it's not fun dealing with DCRA. And then you have a store, some of your neighbors, it's easier to go to like Raleigh, North Carolina, where you have a lot of land and then you could build from the ground up. You for have sure. the land, less restrictions, and mm-hmm. then it's cheaper to build down there. Yeah. I mean, if you're a developer in the business of developing properties and bu- or building, you've got to look where the pastures are greener. And right. if that you may have to relearn the the lay of the land, just like I, I just saw the music man in New York. You got to know the territory. Yeah. But I, I must say that I can completely understand shifting your business model and your business plan to switch locations to not have to deal with some of the uh, the other hurdles that you would deal with in development, much less the cost of everything. So, yeah, makes total sense. What about um, housing prices? We saw some information we always get these predictions and these these numbers at the beginning of the year from these various sources obviously a huge source at this point even though they're still um the behemoth website zillow zillow always puts out forecasts and it's something that actually a lot of people look at because that's where most people go to look at real estate now and an early prediction was that the home price growth would actually decelerate in 2022 and then they said, no, it'll finish up 16%. But then recently, they've adjusted all of their predictions again to say that home prices will spike 22% this year. So, I mean, I, all I've seen is just more increases from Jan 1. More increases. But I think that the underlying tone that we haven't talked about is the uncertainty, right? So you have like what could be a war going on or what is looks going very on. Much like yeah, it looks very much like a war to me. It looks very much like a war. So you have that going on right now over in Ukraine. Uh, hearts go out to those uh, to those folks. But in general, people don't like uncertainty. So like, even though Biden said we're not going into a war, what if we end up in a war? Yeah, it could happen. Right? And you already see like the markets, the financial markets going up and down, mm-hmm. oil prices. A lot of volatility. Yep. So how does that look going for the next six months? And I think sometimes these, you know, 
analysts from Zillow. You know, you've got PhDs, economists that mm-hmm. are paid, I don't know, millions of dollars to kind of study the market. So they're not even getting it right. That's right. Yeah, it's hard to predict, but if the old-fashioned aspect of supply and demand, and then to speak to your point of uncertainty on the world stage, you've got an all-out war going on, and when you really think about it, it it could escalate to a much bigger conflict very easily because we don't need to get into all of that, but it, it very, very well could. And in times like that, people definitely like to feel some, like, they like to feel things that they can they can touch and feel like cash money, whatever they can get their hands on. And that's like that's when, yes, you see a lot of volatility in markets like the stock market, the bond market and things like houses become worth more money. It's something real. Very it's a concrete asset. And then the other thing I was reading in The New York Times this morning was there. I mean, there's a lot of U.S companies that are like shutting their doors in Russia right now, which again, that could escalate things to a whole nother level. Yeah. One of the podcasts I was listening to last year stated that the only thing that's going to slow down or stop the market would be an all out war. I don't know if they had insight to what's going on now, but in general, people do not like uncertainty, but the uncertainty that came in 2008, which is the financial crisis, that was totally related around the housing market. Mm hmm. Right. So like now, even if the market does shift, you know, people have a lot of equity in their homes. They don't have to leave. There's not a lot of inventory on the market. There's not a lot of at least in D.C. There's not a lot of lot. There's not a lot of things that are getting built. That's right. So even if the market shifts, like, you know, what does that look like? I don't know. What's amazing, though, is even in the face of all this, when we talk about how little inventory there is and how competitive it is, you know, our business continues to churn along. People are still contacting us. They're interested in buying houses. They want to buy real estate. They're getting into the mix. They're getting into these these battles on a day to day basis out here over these houses. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen any kind of slowdown at all. So, Brent, one more topic, though, on in terms of the state of the market at the beginning of the year. There was a lot of concern over interest rates rising. And when we're talking about interest rates, especially for mortgage interest rates, we're still at historic low levels of interest rates. But, you know, there was a there was a little bit of time there, maybe eight weeks or so, where the rates were somewhere around three percent for a lot of the products we were seeing for the 30 year product. And then they were kind of in the high threes. I don't know if I ever saw it go over four. I don't think, did you on I anything? I think I saw slightly over four, but it might have been like two or three weeks ago Yeah, before the war. So exactly. So the, the other headline that I was looking at recently, and, I, and I'm aware of this also because I get these rate sheets, is that demand for purchase loans jumped 9% as the mortgage rates dipped last week. So now it's always hard to decide whether or or, or I guess, correlate whether it's like, oh, the interest rates dipped. So therefore everyone like decided to you know, get a loan application going. I mean, there's a lot of factors going on right now, but people are very interest rate sensitive. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. But yeah. it's interesting because, I mean, I've since I've been in the business for, you know, almost 20 years, they've always been under 5%. Right. But you hear some of the older agents, you know, going back into the 80s, it's like, I remember when I got a loan for 18%. Yeah. Like you guys have it good. So yeah, it's never going to be like that. I so. think the rates will continue to creep up they'll maybe get close to the 5% marker. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't think that's going to really make a dip on our market because we have buyers, sellers, and investors, developers ask us that all day long. Yes. If we get to 5%, is that going to take a hit on the market? Yeah. I think it's going to be totally inventory. It's not going to be right driven unless you get to, you know, close to 10%. I would agree with you. So definitely inventory driven, not so rate driven. 
So speaking of record low inventory, we had Mark Wellborn with Urban Turf call our office yesterday mm-hmm. asking us about, if, is there a softness in the condo market and what are we seeing out there? And, you know, we had one of our statisticians in the office pull numbers and what we're telling folks, you know, if you have a fee simple house, it doesn't matter where you're at in D.C., what price point, or if you're on the outskirts of D.C., now is the time to get it on the market. Yeah. Record low inventories across the board, especially under $1 million, you're at one month or less inventory supply. Mm-hmm. If you go over the $2 million mark, there's a little bit more supply. You have three months supply inventory. Mm-hmm. If you switch that to the condos, again, I think condos are soft. You know, everybody's going to have a different perspective based on their own book of business. Fortunately for our team, we've had a really good run the last couple of weeks on our condo market. Mm-hmm. Looking at DC as a whole, though, you know, you're over $2 million. You're almost four months supply of condos and co-ops. One to two million, just shy of two months, under one million, you know, a month and a half. So yeah. you can see there's a lot more softness in the condo market versus your fee simple house. Yeah, yeah, no so, doubt. What I'm telling buyers, like if you're looking to sell your house out of Potomac, Great Falls, you know, far out DC, and looking to come back downtown, like now's a great time to buy in city center, anywhere downtown. Yeah, uh, Logan Circle, Dupont Circle, Georgetown. My experience has been the same. I, I've had we've had some con- condo inventory that's been sitting on the market for a while, and suddenly there's activity on it, and I would say it's like strong activity, cash buyers, very real. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's uh, you know that they they can see the softness and they're taking advantage of it. Or it's just that exact shift you're talking about. It's like they're looking to come back in the city. People are coming back to offices. People are coming back to a more urban life. So all of those things should help the condo market along. Great point. You know, so I guess to sum up everything for our state of the market today, number one, low inventory. That's the tail of the tape right now. There is low inventory and that is not, it's kind of, I don't know how that's going to change too much. No, right? not in D.C. Prices are going to continue to go up at a pretty good pace. And all these people keep switching their numbers around. But all we've seen, especially in our local market, is prices are going up at the same rate they were towards the end of last year, if not faster. Right. And then interest rates. Interest rates are definitely on the rise. This could be affected by our political issues and war in Ukraine. It just depends on it depends on a lot of things. It depends on if inflation continues to increase at this rate. And it just depends on how the Fed wants to run the money. So those are our three big uh, things we wanted to talk about today on State of the Market. Anything else, Brent? Well, the only game changer is the uh, what's going on across seas. I mean, that could yeah. totally skew everything that we just talked about. Um, yes, it could. So we will just have to wait and see. All we so, can do is control what we do here on the ground and sell right. one house at a time. That's all I can do is write contracts and email them and say, please accept this. That's please all I can do. Please accept this. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Keyed In with your hosts, Max and Brent, unlocking the minds of the industry's top real estate professionals. For more information on selling your home, find us online at keyedinpodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Keyed In on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at keyedinpodcast, at Max, and at Brent E. Jackson. And follow Max on TikTok at Maxwell Rabin underscore properties. Oh, 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 oh.